When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. As you know, we've celebrated the art of creating botanical style aquariums in all their glory. Aquariums that reflect nature in a very unique way. And probably the least discussed aspect of our work is, wait for it, the size of the aquarium that you use. A lot of people have been asking me about this lately, so I thought I'd bring it up one more time and, and talk about it. Um, the other day I had an aquarist ask, well, it was more like a demand, to know, you know, why uh, we don't do more smaller tanks. And the, the joke of the, to me was that we have been doing a lot of smaller tanks lately, but, um, and I explained it to him and he, we had a good laugh about it. And it was, it was kind of funny because we take these macro shot or, you know, close up shots and uh, you can't tell what size tank it is, but we play with a lot of smaller tanks right now, by necessity, I'm forced to play with smaller tanks. And, you know, Besides the immediately obvious reason of I need to have smaller tanks right now because I'm redoing my house and I don't have the ability to set up my big ones, there's a good reason. They fall in line with a personal philosophy of sorts. Now, I've had fellow hobbyists approach me over the years after talks and stuff and sort of apologize that their tanks weren't large and that they didn't keep big fish or whatever. And I was like, huh, what? That's sad. It's totally unnecessary what's up with this apology thing? That's really bizarre. Like what's wrong with keeping small fishes and modest sized aquariums? Where does this stuff come from? Why does everybody want to keep, you know, Asian arowanas and, you know, 22 inch, you know, fish or whatever. I I don't get it. Now, first off, I don't think that super tiny tanks are great for everyone either. They allow little to no margin for error. So you need to employ maximum skills when maintaining one. You can't overstock. You need to employ solid husbandry and a healthy dose, you know, healthy dose of common sense. So let's just get out of that out of the right out of the way right now. But where's the simple origin of this apparent bias to small tanks in my mind? It's because I like smaller fishes. Now, big fishes are cool, but they're well, they're big and they eat and they shit a lot. And they need larger physical spaces. Otherwise, most home aquariums are the equivalent of you or I spending the rest of our lives in a living room. I mean, great, you have satellite TV, snacks, a comfy couch, but after a while, those four walls start to close in a bit, right? Well, in my warped mind, that's kind of how I see it. It's not like bigger is better, at least not always. In fact, many of the largest tanks I've seen, which feature humongous fishes, still seem kind of absurd. I'm kind of against the practice, if you haven't guessed by now. In fact, I'm kind of militant about it, actually. I remember back in my custom aquarium installation days, I used to hate it when a customer would build, say, a 500 or 600 gallon aquarium and then want to stock it with big ass fishes like big marine trigger fishes, mores, large angel fishes and tangs and oh, sharks. Everybody wanted sharks. I have no idea what it is about keeping a shark in a large but not large enough aquarium that appeals to people. Quite frankly, I'm not so sure what it is about keeping sharks in general in an aquarium that appeals to people. It's another thing for another time, but God, I hate sharks. I don't like diving with them. I don't like looking at them. I'm not afraid of them. I just, they're not interesting to me. Anyway, that's another thing for another time. I'm going on a side rant there. Anyhow, my observations of the general public and a good 
segment of the aquarium keeping community over the years seems to indicate that a lot of people just figure, I have this really big tank, now I can keep some really large fishes in there. I've never understood why we don't just sort of accept that idea, you know, why, why we, we just sort of accept that idea as the way, because it doesn't have to be. I mean, sure, in theory, you could keep larger, more metabolic waste producing fishes in a larger tank, of course, absolutely. You, then you get, then you, you group, you know, you have this group of really big fishes that can make a really big mess, possibly grow even larger, and ultimately end up with the same issue that many of us face, not having a large enough aquarium for all the fishes that you want to keep. So why do we get these fish that potentially can reach several feet in length? I don't understand it. Why not keep more small fishes, like lots of them, in an environment that provides more than enough physical space, creates an interesting environment physically for them, and that they won't outgrow, like ever. I mean, can you imagine how many Axelradia risei or Tucanicthes tucana you can keep in a 500-gallon aquarium? I mean, I don't know, a shitload of them, right? Of course, the immediate counter-argument that I'll hear is, well, do you know how much it would cost to purchase, you know, 250 Tucanic Tucano? And my smart-ass counter-argument, of course, is if you can afford to purchase outfit and run a 500-gallon aquarium, you could spend 12 US dollars each on a little half-inch fish. I wonder why I don't do much in the way of the tank build consulting anymore. I guess that's why. Anyway, I'm on a roll here and I've not even finished my first cup of coffee. That's pretty cool. And of course, it works both ways too. One of the most common pro-nano aquarium arguments is equally as dumb, in my humble opinion. As you know, it typically goes something like, well, the smaller aquarium allows the fish to be closer to their food and for you to observe them more easily. It's like, oh, come on, that's stupid. That's the reason why you keep a nano aquarium, really? That's the reason why you go through all these challenges, trying to find equipment that works and limiting yourself and worried about environmental fluctuations and stuff. It's because you want to keep the fish closer to the food. Why don't you just be a more careful feeder? Okay, I'm going off on a tangent. But honestly, I can discuss the absurdities of that assertion or this assertion, but I'll, it'll just raise my blood pressure even more than it probably is right now. We can do better than use those lame excuses as a rationale for keeping little tanks. I love more modest sized tanks, provided the caveats about their care that I discussed at the beginning of this podcast are taken into account. I mean, I think they're cool, they're fun, they're practical, economical, purposeful, and I suppose you could make the argument about keeping track of tiny fishes and having them be closer to their food, but man, that's sort of stupid to me. Anyway, there's a lot of ways to feed tiny fishes in a larger aquarium. There really are. And if you look hard enough, you'll see plenty of those little guys in a big monster tank because people will say, oh, little fishes, you don't see them in a big tank. I mean, really? I mean, we can find them in streams, so why can't we find these tiny rasbora or whatever in a 300-gallon tank? We can. Okay, I'm really going off tangent today. I'm not sure why, but let's get back to this nano tank thing. What about the fact that you can use nanos as a test bed for dozens of really crazy ideas? You know, deep botanical beds, 100% banana stem piece substrate, a huge ball of water sprite, nothing else, crushed leaf litter, mud, dirt, roots, catapa bark, flooded forest floors, all kinds of crazy stuff that's super ex too expensive, time-consuming, experimental uh, to do in a 50 to 100 gallon tank. Or maybe it isn't for you, or maybe you don't, maybe you don't mind doing that, but maybe you know, you, you like the idea of keeping it confined. Again, I have nothing against using larger aquariums, despite the apparent small tank bias I seem to be showing in this rant, because most of the time, most of my tanks are 50 gallons and up. But in fact, the smallest aquarium I've kept in the past 10 years is uh, 150 gallons. Freshwater, uh, that was saltwater. Freshwater, it's been 50 gallons. So before I blast the whole institution of bigger aquariums are better and piss everybody off who owns a big size aquarium, let's clap up the advantages of larger aquariums. Of course, what is a large aquarium anyway? Well, as far as I'm concerned, a large aquarium is anything over 100 US gallons, it's 400 liters. 
Uh, or you can look at it from a more practical standpoint. Large is any size of aquarium that will result in, you know, chiropractic bills if you try to lift it You're with less than two people. Large is any aquarium that will result in freaking weather patterns forming in your living room as a result of the moisture and evaporation. Large is, well, you get it. Large is large. <laughs> All right. I'll give you this. Larger aquariums do offer a more stable environment. Larger water volumes retain temperature better, acting as heat sinks, hold more oxygen, maintain chemical balance longer, and dilute metabolic waste easier, provided you don't overstock them, by virtue of volume. And at the common sense husbandry, of course, techniques are applied. Anyway, within reason, larger volumes of water, especially with tanks of greater surface area dimensions, do allow you to keep greater numbers of larger fishes or greater numbers of fishes in general, or yes, larger specimens. Of course, why do you have to keep huge fishes just because you have a large tank? I'm just not getting this still, it just bothers me. Of course, common sense must prevail too. I've met a few hobbyists whose ego is even larger than their tank, and just because you have a large tank doesn't make you cool or successful or whatever. If your fishy career consists of a legacy of mismanaged, shitty, overcrowded 10, 20, and 50 gallon tanks ending in mediocre results, lackluster experiences, or outright disaster, there's a really, really good chance that you'll repeat the same thing with your 200 gallon aquarium. In other words, and I'm going to just put it out there bluntly, if you suck, you're just buying more time with a larger tank before you start having the same problems. It may take a little longer and cost a lot more, but it happens. Ooh, damn, I'm Mr. Positive today, aren't I? But hey, it's reality and someone's got to give you the morning slap, right? Of course, larger aquariums do provide more space to develop dramatic, you know, aquascaping themes. You can utilize those huge pieces of driftwood that look absurd in smaller aquariums. You could actually build up a six-inch botanical bed or use a ton of cool driftwood and still have room for water and livestock. Yeah, big tanks are pretty cool. They're also expensive to purchase and they're a bit tougher to work with, right? And they cost more to operate and they take longer to stock. Although I know plenty of people with 20, 40, 50 gallon high-tech planted aquariums that spend more on them than I did on a few 75 or 100 gallon reef tanks that I've set up over the years. It's easy to fantasize about the huge aquarium you're gonna build someday when you could you know, win the lottery or get that larger house or whatever. It's quite another to actually set it up if you're of more modest means. In reality, it's usually necessary to compromise somewhat based on budget, space, time, all that kind of stuff. And then of course, there's always the hobby culture perception thing of having a bigger tank, which means that you're one of the cool kids, which I just, I hate that one. Again, remember, despite what you may see and hear from time to time on Instagram, on Facebook, and fish clubs, whatever, having a large aquarium does not brand you as some sort of success in our hobby any more than maintaining a smaller aquarium brands you as a novice. It's not like you crossed over some imaginary boundary and arrived as a serious hobbyist when you got your first 100 gallon aquarium. Success in the hobby is about creating and maintaining a vibrant, healthy aquarium, regardless of size, for the long term and for the prosperity of its residents. Yet, larger aquariums are impressive. Well, from a size standpoint, at least. I've seen plenty of larger aquariums that were downright unremarkable. In fact, I've set up a few myself. I mean, they really suck to the point where you literally wouldn't want them if they weren't given to you, really. Many hobbyists set up huge systems as the next phase of their aquarium career, and some end in disappointment or even disaster. If you're not able to master the art and science of aquarium keeping with a small tank, a large tank will not be any different for you. We've said that before, right? So think before you leap. Large aquariums can be visually arresting, beneficial to their inhabitants, and generally add a new dimension and fun to your hobby. However, the time, money, and commitment to maintain them are serious considerations. Keeping a larger aquarium is not an endeavor that you enter into lightly. This is a long-winded rant on why I like smaller tanks, isn't it? 
And a good part of the reason why, when I decided a few years ago when we were selling aquariums to offer the small ones, is that we went with the more modest size ones. And now I'm not offering aquariums at the moment. I'm happy about that because I didn't really enjoy shipping those, but that's another story for another time. For many hobbyists, a more modest size aquarium allows them to enjoy their hobby as well as their life. Being forced to become a tank slave to your monster size aquarium may not lead to long-term hobby happiness, trust me. And on the other hand, smaller aquariums do require discipline and self-control in order to keep them properly stocked and correctly maintained. The margin for error are proportionately smaller than they are in big aquariums. In smaller tanks, you can't be as cavalier about stuff like adding a bunch of botanicals or fishes at once or making radical environmental changes. You know, as long as you be aware of this and enjoy your hobby accordingly. Oh, and regardless of the size of the aquarium that you create, think outside the box when planning your system. Please do something cool. In the end, it's your call how you want to proceed in the hobby. Don't buy into the latest trends or fads. Don't buy that argument that says that a big tank makes you successful and cool because it just doesn't. Just go with what will work for you. It's not the size that makes your aquarium special. It's the skill, the dedication, and imagination of the hobbyist that's you that gets things done. Creating and maintaining an aquarium that brings pleasure and enjoyment to you is the true measure of success in a hobby. And my bad attitude's not helpful, <laughs> but it's fun to hold these kind of discussions and kind of piss everybody off now and again, seriously. Keeps things interesting, right? Or annoying, depending on how you look at it, I suppose. Well, maybe I'll try to get some more sleep or something, but whatever. Anyway, stay on the cutting edge. Stay innovative. Stay creative. Stay diligent. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tan and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.